The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. The 22nd chapter, I should have said. Once more Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main streets, and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets, and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad, so the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe, and he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot, and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. God is more ready to give than we are to receive. God is more ready to invite than we are to accept. God desires that we would feast with him, but far too often we reject his invitations. In Matthew, there is a grouping of parables about latecomers, about a group of people who reject the message at first, but then a group of people who come later. Some weeks ago, we heard about the laborers in the vineyard. Remember those who worked only one hour, but they got the full day's wage. Then there were the two sons, the one who said yes, but did not go into the field to work. Then the second who said no, but changed his mind later and did go into the field. Then there was the parable of the tenants who killed the, uh, the landowner's servants and even his son when they showed up to gather the harvest and it was then later tenants who would enjoy the land uh, of the king. And now this parable about the wedding feast and those who at first refused to show up after being invited twice to the banquet, followed by this third group who said yes. The theme here is clear. God came to Israel with an invitation to life in the kingdom. Many said no. He came through the prophets and by making covenants with the people of Israel. And then in Jesus' day, with the preaching and message of John the Baptist. So now the invitation is extended to the second son, to another group of tenants, to later workers in the vineyard. And in our parable today, those in the streets and at the crossroads. 
Luke says the highways and hedges. You may have heard it spoken of like that. Well, Jesus is at pains to make it clear that the time to respond to the call to life in God's kingdom is always now. If you have rejected the call before, reject it no longer. And if you accept the invitation, then what awaits you is a wedding banquet, wages that you did not earn, land and peace in the new heavens and the new earth. So why would anyone reject the invitation? Well, no good answers are given in this parable, just excuses. And so, to a degree, we're left to speculate. Maybe the townspeople didn't want to owe the king anything, and they would feel beholden to him if they took him up on his offer of hospitality. Maybe they didn't like the son or the king, and they were willing to say no as a statement. Maybe they were genuinely busy. Those were the excuses they gave anyway. Some, remember the second group, when the king sends out the second invitation, they actually killed the king's slaves, and so the king responded by burning down their towns. So some seem to be on some kind of mutinous mission. But one thing is for sure, these excuses are not considered adequate. They're definitely not good enough. When a king throws a banquet, it's extremely expensive and extremely important that those invited show up. To reject his hospitality is to reject him. It's an insult. It's an affront. It is saying to the king, you are unnecessary and you are unworthy of my attendance. We all have an anti-authority streak in us, an inner rebel that always wants to live life on our own terms. And many of us are so proud that we would rather go hungry than accept grace or hospitality from someone else. Let it be known that I've never said no to a free meal. But something else is going on. There seems to be fear of the king. There seems to be distrust of the king. So rather than live by his hand, they rebel. Again, Jesus here is speaking about Israel. It pairs nicely with our text from Exodus about making the golden calf. Because there, Israel so feared God, they thought that if they made an idol, they could in some way control God. They wanted to tame God, to domesticate him, to manipulate them him by making him into an image they could pray to rather than be at the mercy of this God who had proven to be a God of great power they tried to turn him into the very weak God that the Egyptians had worshipped while they were there for hundreds of years but that is not the God of the Bible and that is not how he relates to us we either accept God as he is, for who he is, or we are, in effect, completely rejecting him. No excuse will do, not even the excuse of abject fear, which was probably definitional of the Israelites in Exodus 14, and definitional of many of those who reject the king's hospitality 
in this par parable. The other day there was a lizard in our house. Y'all may have noticed that lizards are very abundant this year. They're everywhere. And this poor little lizard looked small and skinny, like he'd been in our house too long and nothing for him to eat. Well, being the humanitarian that I am, I naturally tried to catch the lizard and place him back outside so that he could eat mosquitoes to his heart's delight. But wouldn't you know, this lizard was very afraid of me. No matter how gently I placed my hand near him so he would scurry onto it or I tried to trap him into a corner, he got away every time. They're very fast, those, those lizards. So he was afraid of me. He rejected my help. Now, I hope that he found a way to sneak out somewhere along the way, but if not, I've got a, desert, a dead, shriveled-up lizard somewhere in my house. And that's often how we relate to God. He comes to us with a loving hand to save us, to help us as a friend, as a loving father, as a sacrificial offering. And how do we respond? We run away, confident that we'll be better off on our own than in the hands of a loving God. And so that's what happens in this parable. The king offers, the townspeople refuse. So then the king goes to plan C, I think it is now, which is, well, let's just invite the travelers and the passers-by. That's what is meant, I think, by the main streets, which is what uh, Matthew says. Again, Luke says highways and hedges and such. The point is that we're going to know where the travelers are, not the townspeople. <laughs> We've already burned all their houses down. Now we want the people who are not even citizens of the kingdom. Right? They're just people on their way from one place to another. That's why they're on the highway. That's why they're on the main streets. The king would literally have stragglers come to the wedding banquet for his son rather than his own citizens who said no. Now you can guess then how these guests may have appeared. They would have smelled very badly. They would have been wearing travel clothes, right? They would have been very dirty. And so it's quite possible that the king had provided for them a wedding garment of some sort to mark the occasion. Some commentators said that everyone would have had a wedding garment to wear if they were invited to such an occasion. But these were not people in their home. They were travelers. So the king provided for them even. Not only did he provide the food and the drink and the hospitality and the entertainment, he's now giving them clothes to wear so that the occasion can be properly marked. Kind of like if you go to a nice steakhouse, but you didn't bring your blazer and they require one. They got some like 25-year-old blazer in the closet that they'll hand to you so you can have the right dress code. But even in this group, there is still one. There's always one, isn't there? There is still one who rejects the grace of the king. I mean, the meal is ready. He must have smelled good to a hungry traveler. No. And yet he still refuses to wear the garment offered. He refuses to accept the king's hospitality and to play by his rules. And sure enough, Jesus offers words of condemnation for those who reject the grace of God. He is consistent in that. And maybe this is an image of Jesus we don't really like, 
but it is liberally sprinkled here throughout these last chapters of Matthew. Again, Jesus is at pains to say to Israel, I have come with a message, God has come with a message, you have not listened to the prophets, so those who come later, they will receive the banquet. Matthew's entire gospel is about convincing a Jewish audience that Jesus is the Messiah and the fulfillment of the prophets. And it's now very clearly spelled out with this grouping of parables. Now the good news is that these stories are meant to be warnings. And if you are alive right now to hear those stories, then you can heed these warnings. God is more ready to give than we are to receive. And let us not lose the big picture here. God is the king who's throwing the banquet. He desires that you would feast with him. That is the kind of God that he is. So why would you not attend? Because you insist on living your own life by your own terms, by your own rules? Well, okay, if that's the way that you want it. But you'll be missing one heck of a party. Amen.